0: This or something better allows you to have the vision, but detach from how it gets here. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week, I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to the Boldly Courageous Podcast. Happy Friday. How are you today? Today, I want to chat with you about Rejection. Apparently, this is something that is a hot topic for lots of people. I did an Instagram live at IGTV this week and it got such great feedback. I thought I should sit down and record it as a podcast episode for those that maybe don't follow on social media or prefer to listen on podcasts. So I think that, you know, if 2020 taught us anything, it was that we all need to live in a space of surrendering the outcome focusing on what we can control and recognizing that sometimes rejection shows up in a way that doesn't always feel great. I mean, when does rejection ever feel good, right? Like, let's just, let's just say that. But, you know, I've been reflecting a lot in the past couple of days on this idea of rejection and how a lot of times rejection ends up being redirection, right? So, I was in an elite level mastermind and I had the opportunity to hear a gentleman by the name of Jay Shetty come in and speak. He's a pretty well-known influencer. He does a lot of like digital content and inspirational videos and things like that. And he was sharing a story and giving some perspective around judgment of something being good or bad. And he was saying, you know, it's so easy for us to judge anything in the moment as being good or bad, but when life plays out we can reflect back on those moments and say actually some of the things that i thought were great turned out to be not amazing and some of the things that were actually that i thought were really terrible ended up being the greatest blessings in my life right so how often do we judge a moment or an expectation that didn't go our way as good or bad, or even a decision as good or bad, but really when in hindsight we look back and we can say, okay, now that I have a different perspective, I can look at this in a completely different way. And we spend so much time and energy ruminating over it or stressing out over it. If something quote unquote bad happens, or we get rejected, like we feel all the feelings and we'll sit in that for a really long time and make it mean something. When in reality, It's just a door that's being closed so that we can move on in a different direction. And a lot of this came up. I don't know how many of you, if you even know my story, maybe you're new here, you haven't heard this part of my story, but this came forward for me more recently because I saw a memory pop up on Facebook about how I had been praying for new doors to be opening that I really wanted to send a message to the universe that I wanted to show up in a bigger way and serve in a bigger way. And that I wanted to have this amazing community of people that were inspired to live life and go after their dreams. And I didn't exactly know what that would look like, but I could feel this like feeling in my body of like, I'm ready for the next level, but I just didn't know what it was going to look like. And I ended up getting, um, an email on a Friday in May in 2019 about an emergency, Zoom webinar that uh, the CEO of the network marketing company that I had been building with for the past seven years was hosting. And on that webinar, he let us know that um, the company, as we knew it, would be restructuring. They were completely changing the way that they did business and they were restructuring the income opportunity that had been provided. And within the next 60 days, all of the income and the team and the business that I had built would be gone. And I just remember sitting in that moment like shocked. Never in a million years did I ever think something like that would happen with the company. And I felt every emotion possible. Like I went through the seven phases of grief in about 15 minutes of just seeing my life flash before my eyes, the worst case scenarios, like how could this happen? And complete shock, and really confused on why this door was closing. And what was I going to do for money? And what was the next step going to be? And I really had to sit with it for a few days and kind of observe everything that was happening around me. And this was like a mass redirection for so many people. And it was interesting to watch high-level leaders make decisions that were completely out of integrity, completely driven by money. And I, I really didn't feel like I knew what the next step path was. And I think sometimes when things like this happen, it's so easy for us to want to make a snap judgment or a snap decision of like, okay, well, I have to act because we're acting out of fear and scarcity around money, or, you know, we want security and we want safety, but there's magic in the discomfort. Like there's magic in the pause and just kind of sitting in it and observing and listening and getting quiet to what does my soul want? Because I've just been given this amazing opportunity to do whatever I want, like space. Right. And I remember feeling that way in 2012, I had lost my job, and I remember feeling like I could do anything. I could live anywhere. I could do anything. I could do whatever I wanted. What would I create? And it was actually scary. So sometimes, in those moments when the universe creates space and we get rejected, or something ends a relationship ends, a job ends, um, you know, whatever it can feel overwhelming because there's so much possibility that we don't even know where to put our energy. We don't even know what target we're working towards because life as we know it and the consistency and the simplicity and the reliability of it completely shifts, right? So that was two years ago and that popped up on my my memories and I was like, wow. When I think about all of the things that I had prayed for in that business, I'm so grateful that none of those things came true because it redirected my life in a path that was so much bigger than what I had been praying for. Like I had been asking for this. It just didn't really show up in the way that I thought it would. And this is the other thing about manifestation and setting intentions and vision is that sometimes it doesn't show up the way you thought it would, but it shows up even better, right? Like, honestly, if that hadn't happened, I don't know that I would be where I am today. Like, I don't know that I would have trusted myself to go all in on building a business and making these decisions that felt scary, but amazing and really learning how to trust myself. And so a lot of times I feel like rejection is a gift, right? Like when rejection shows up, it can feel like someone is saying no to us, or they don't see us, or they don't accept us, right? But it actually lets us know where we can shift our perspective, where we can sh- shift our focus, where we can shift our energy in a way that's actually even better, right? So I wanna share this example because it actually came up on Instagram as I was doing my lives. So during the live, somebody may- made this comment about, you know, relationships and who could ever reject you. And it was just like kind of one of those like one-off comments, but I want to talk about rejection, not so much in terms of like professionally, but more romantically and socially. And I think this is something that is coming up for me right now because I'm in the dating world and I'm dealing with like a lot of rejection and things like that. And I had a client that I was coaching And one of the things that came up for her was this idea of quitting her job. So I'm going to kind of walk you through two different scenarios and hopefully this will give you a little bit of perspective on like when people exit your life or job situations happen and and the, the two different sides of rejection, like you might be the person doing the rejecting, so to speak, I'm putting that in air quotes, or you might be the person getting rejected. So I'm going to walk you through both of these that can really help you shift your perspective around this idea of rejection. So let's go into being rejected, and then we'll go into the energy of actually rejecting someone. Using my example from earlier, you know, sometimes people or jobs or what have you like they end because it's for whatever reason it's not in our alignment for us and it might feel like the most amazing thing right like I remember losing my job in 2012 and like fuck I'm like what am I gonna do I lost all this money I lost this prestige and it really honestly felt like the scariest time of my life like I hit rock bottom I was in over hundred thousand dollars worth of debt I thought I was gonna file for bankruptcy and I literally could not get hired. And and this is what rejection can feel like because it's not just the rejection, right? That feels so terrible because it's like like rejection can feel like we're not worthy enough or we're not good enough or this person or this place or this thing doesn't choose me. And it can make us feel like what's wrong with me and what did I do wrong and why am I not good enough? And it can really stir up like all of the feelings of not enoughness, right? And put us in a place of just wanting to seek validation in any way, shape, or form that we can get it. And you might be feeling this in a relationship. I'm going to share a story about that as well. But I remember getting that phone call, and I feel like I had done everything I could have in my life to prevent myself from being laid off. So I worked in the financial service industry for 15 years. I mean, I started as a bank teller right out of high school, Went to school for financial service management, worked at banks all through college, and then worked at a large mutual fund company and eventually found myself at a boutique hedge fund company doing sales. I was working from home, which was upstate New York. I had gotten the job when I lived in Rhode Island, which is where I went to school, and it was a remote position. So it gave me the flexibility to move back home to upstate New York. I was making great money. I was number one on my sales team, high achiever, like very, very responsible, I'm using air quotes, in terms of my career. And when I got laid off, like it it just didn't compute. I'm like, I did everything right. So how am I here? And the unfortunate part about that situation, and maybe you're experiencing this now because of everything that happened last year or wherever you're at in your life, is that I couldn't go out and replace my income. There were no other jobs in my area that would pay me what I was worth. And so I tried to pivot out of the financial service industry, which is the next logical thing that we do. We're like, okay, if this door is closing, I got to quickly pivot to something different. Like what's the next best thing that's going to help me like fix this, right? And so we start going and we knock on different doors, right? When one door's closed, we're like, okay, will this one open? Will this one open? Will this one open? And it can start to feel really fucking hard if those doors that we're knocking on do not open and we just we hear no after no after no rejection after rejection this is like sales 101 too by the way like I did a podcast episode um, you guys should go listen to it with James Silvis and he talks about being that one percent and like how you know maybe you you make a, a hundred sales calls and it's the last one. It's call number 100 that actually says yes, but you've been rejected 99 times. Right. And that's how I felt like I, I had gone to school originally for equine science. I grew up riding horses. I thought I wanted to own a horse farm and I was really into like animal science. And then I pivoted out of that into financial service management because I knew I wasn't going to make any money (laughs) riding horses. So when I lost my job in 2012, I decided I wanted to get into pharmaceutical sales because I had so much sales experience, and there was a lot of veterinary hospitals around where I lived. And, and there was a really specific sector of pharma sales that was animal science. And I knew a couple people in the industry, and I literally sent out hundreds of resumes, and I was not getting a callback. So all of these doors were getting shut in my face, and I couldn't figure out why. And I ended up in so much debt because I had no money coming in. I was running out of unemployment. I thought I was going to file for bankruptcy. I had liquidated my retirement accounts and that's what I had been living on. So I ended up owing back taxes the next year. Like, Oh my gosh. And it was painful. Like, I don't want to diminish the fact that rejection is redirection, but it fucking sucks and it can really hurt. And, but in that are so many lessons. Like I learned so much about healing my relationship with money. I learned so much about the power of pause and alignment and being open to new ideas. And because of that, I got introduced to network marketing and I was open to it. I wasn't sold, but I was open to it because I felt like I didn't really have a lot of other choices. And also I was curious, like I saw other people having success and I was thinking, okay, like I see what they're doing. Like, I think that I could do somewhat similar things and let me just try it and 7 years later I built a multiple six figure income on an annual basis. I earned well over seven figures in the industry. I had a massive huge team and then in 2019 that company shut down their multi-level marketing income plan and I lost all my income again in 60 days. So it's like, okay, I've been here before. So, you know, you might have experienced rejection after rejection and there's always a lesson in that and you can say, okay, I've been here before like how do I navigate through this, right? When I look back at that experience in 2012, I am so grateful that that happened, right? And because it redirected me on a path that I never would have even imagined for myself, right? And so now, today, in the moment, I'm so thankful. I'm like, thank God that happened, right? Because who knows where I'd be or what my life would be like. And I think it's those forks in the road that cause us to take a hard right or a hard left on a completely different path that can open you up to something so much more beautiful. So if you're in this place right now, or maybe you've lost a job or you're being redirected in a business perspective, or, you know, with an, with something that you had an expectation around, just sit in it and just say, what else is here for me? You know, if I could do anything and the possibilities are endless, what is the thing that I would really want to do? Right. And I never had the opportunity to even ask that question. I just looked at it in, in the confines of my career in the financial service industry, I never even thought bigger outside of that. So if the box that you've been put in suddenly gets taken away, what new opportunity can you create for yourself through this rejection? So in terms of relationships, I'm actually going to talk about this because I know some people are probably navigating through relationship challenges. Maybe you're going through a divorce or you've been through divorce if you know my story, I went through a divorce in the end of 2019, and there was a lot of rejection. I was the one doing the rejecting. It was my decision. Um, and being on the other side of that, being the person that is doing the rejecting, can also bring up a whole slew of mindset drama and guilt and shame, especially in the confines of marriage and career, right? So I'm going to share a story about a woman that I was coaching I actually had her on my podcast. Her name is Daniela and kind of what the, the rejection feeling that she was kind of navigating through when her and I were working together. She was working in the corporate world and a marketing firm, but she really wanted to build her own business. She wanted to be a full time entrepreneur. She's super creative and was feeling every single day like she'd go into work with this pit in her stomach. And in in the container of us working together, she put in her notice, but she had a really hard time with it because she felt guilty. And I remember her saying to me one day, I just feel so guilty because there's people out there that would kill for this job and I don't even want it. And I just feel really ungrateful. And I'm sure that you've had that experience before too. Like maybe in the, you know, a job, like I should be grateful. I even have a job that pays my bills. Other people don't have it as good as me. Right. And so even in a relationship, like I should be so lucky that I have a husband who loves me, even if you don't love him or you don't want to be with him, or you're not happy. Like there are people out there that are dying to find their partners. And here I am, and I'm ungrateful. And, and while that story might be true for you, I'd like to offer you a different perspective. Right. And so using the example of Daniela, she felt guilty about wanting to quit. And she was holding on to that job because she felt like um, she was fortunate enough to have it. And so we started to dig into this a little bit deeper. And I said, let me ask you something. If you owned your own company, which you want to be an entrepreneur, and you had employees working there for you, would you want them to show up to work every single day like so... Tapped into your vision, excited to execute, like feeling fulfilled and happy. Like, would you want that for your employees? And she was like, "Yeah, of course. Like, who wouldn't want that? Like, as a business owner, if you're building a network marketing team, if you know, if you own your own company, even in your own family, like, don't you want your team to be excited about the vision, about the role that they're playing, to feel fulfilled, to feel ex- like, to just, it's a full body yes, like, and her answer was, yeah, absolutely. I said, okay, would you want somebody showing up every single day with their hands in your business who didn't want to be there, who felt resentful that they had to show up every day, they were operating from a place of guilt, feeling guilty that they didn't want to be there, but obligated that they should be, not giving their best effort, not fully present, and daydreaming and thinking about the day that they could quit this, you know, J-O-B. She was like, no, absolutely not. I said, okay, great. Now, Let's think about those people that you were talking about that would kill for this job. Do you think that there are people out there that are like have this job on their vision board? It is a perfect fit for them, it matches their skill set 100%, and like they would literally be so fulfilled and so happy if this job were available? And she said, Yes. And I said, Okay. So let me ask you again. Why are you still working here, (laughs) you know? And my point in this is that by staying in this job, she thought that she was doing the right thing, right? She felt guilty for wanting to leave, but she felt obligated to stay. And the reality is that when we stay in situations that don't serve us out of obligation or guilt, nobody wins, right? So by her staying there, the company that she was working for didn't have an employee that was like fully invested in the vision. They didn't have somebody that was excited to show up every single day. They didn't have somebody putting a hundred percent in. So the company itself was suffering. And by her staying in this job, it blocked the position for somebody else. So there was somebody else out there that was praying for this job. That was a perfect fit for it. That would be so excited about it. But by her being there, she wasn't allowing that person To find this job and create this synergistic match of like employee and business that are perfectly aligned. And then the third piece is that she was unhappy, right? So she was in this position of like not wanting to reject the company, feeling guilty that other people would kill for this job, but she wasn't appreciative of it. So she herself was sitting in a place of being out of alignment, out of obligation. Everybody loses. And I think this happens a lot in relationships, right? Or in network marketing. Like I had a woman that I was coaching through one of my Excel group coaching programs that was building in network marketing, but didn't feel aligned with it. And she finally made the decision to walk away. And I think sometimes we are so caught up in what other people are going to think or like letting other people down that we don't realize that by staying, we're actually letting them down even more. It's just low key and they don't even realize it. It's like a slow burn right? It's like a slow death. So let's look at this in context of relationships. So maybe you're on the receding end of this. Maybe you're in a relationship with somebody who doesn't fully love you or doesn't fully appreciate you or doesn't fully accept you, or they're settling because they think that they can't do any better, but they're not treating you the best possible way, right? So rejection in this perspective is kind of the same. Like if I am in a relationship with someone because I don't want to be alone, but I'm not happy, right? Like, and I don't want to hurt this feeling, this person's feeling, because I know that they love me, but I'm not fully in it. Like, hello, would you want to be in a relationship with someone who's not fully in it, who's not fully committed, who's not fully on board, who really isn't going at 100%, who's not giving you their full attention, it's not giving you their full capacity, that's not showing up you know, in the way that they know that they can, would you want to be in a relationship with someone like that? No, of course not. And would you want to be in a relationship on the other end of it, knowing that this person loves you and you can't give them what they want? Like every single day knowing that it's just not, it doesn't feel good for you and your body. You don't see it long-term, but you don't want to hurt their feelings. So you stay like, I don't think there's anything worse than that right? Because what's happening is you, number one, are not being authentic to your own needs and who you are. You're robbing yourself of of excitement and joy and alignment and fulfillment in partnership. You're lying to the person that you're with, and you're also not fulfilling them and not allowing them to have the full experience of love and joy and commitment and partnership, right? So In the grand scheme of things, you could go 10 or 15 years in pain and waste your life. Or you could go through six months to a year of intense pain through that breakup and honoring your truth and knowing that you might be rejecting someone. But knowing that you leaving and you rejecting them is creating space for their perfect match to come in. And creating space for your perfect match to come in, right? And if you're on the other side of it, if you've been broken up with, if you're in a space right now where like someone's not meeting your needs, and it hurts and you don't want to walk away, know that by creating that space and breaking that connection, you are rejecting the idea of settling, okay? Okay. You are rejecting the idea of self-abandonment. You are rejecting the idea of not getting your needs met. And you're opening yourself up to the possibility of being redirected to something even more amazing. Like you deserve that. So the next time you lose a follower on Instagram, say thank you. The next time you have a door closed in your face, the next time you lose a sale, the next time somebody wants to quit your network marketing team, or they don't want to join your coaching program, or that guy says, I'm not ready for a commitment right now, or I'm not interested in continuing this partnership, or you get fired from your job, or whatever it is, know that it's for you because the last thing you would ever want for your life is to be in a relationship, a partnership, a business arrangement, or a job that doesn't love, appreciate, and celebrate you and doesn't actually call you to a higher standard, right? Allow that rejection to redirect you to a different possibility, a new potential, a new reality, something even better. So I'm gonna wrap it up with this. Some mantras that have helped me so much through some of the hardest rejections of my life is rejection is redirection. Okay, I'm being redirected. What's different? What's new? What's possible for me here? That's number one. Number two is what is for me will not pass me. And that always reminds me that there's a lesson in it. So what's for me, the rejection, the pain, the possibility, the new opportunity, whatever that is, what it's if it's for me, it's not going to pass me by. And so that's not just a mantra about the good shit, it's also a mantra about the hard shit. Because it's for me and there's a lesson and it's not going to pass me by. I need that lesson so I can go to the next level, right? So rejection is redirection. What is for me will not pass me and this or something better, right? This or something better allows you to have the vision, but detach from how it gets here, right? So if you had this idea of like a new job and you're interviewing and you're like, I want this job or something better, it takes the blinders off and the laser focus of it has to be this one thing, it has to be this one thing, it has to be this one thing. And I think... For me right now, like this or something better is kind of a powerful mantra in dating, right? Because I've met some really amazing men. I've had some great connections and I'm like, this is what I want. But when we say so clearly, this is what I want and we're not open to something even better, we can make exceptions for things that compromise our values. And that's a big lesson that I'm learning right now is that I don't have to settle right? I don't have to compromise on my values. I get to have like everything that I want. So it's this, like this idea of you, of whatever this person or this job or this thing is, it's showing up the archetype. It's like, yes, I want this or something better. That is my message for you today on the power of rejection. It actually gets to be a beautiful gift. I hope that this inspires you to look at the situation that you're in right now through a different lens and really just know that even in the challenging moments, like there's something beautiful on the other side of it. So if you love this episode, please share it. I love it when you share it on Instagram. It lets me know that this is reaching you. I'm at the Melissa Martin. You can tag me. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Bye guys. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life. Bye.